If you love to eat as much as we do here on the Kevin and Taylor Show, you're going to love hearing the latest in the world, world of, of food. food. First, how do you like the idea of having Haagen-Dazs for breakfast? They're selling a new type of yogurt called cultured cream. It takes uh, five times longer to make than traditional yogurt. It's thicker mm. and creamier, so it's almost like eating ice cream for breakfast. Comes in vanilla, strawberry, lemon, blueberry, black, cherry, and Kev, you'll love this, coffee flavored. Mm. Second, could this be the perfect summertime treat? Homemade coffee popsicles. You pour a little of your favorite creamer and then freeze it and then finish with cold brew coffee and freeze for a delicious caffeinated treat. And finally, in the world of food, can you imagine loving a fast food place this much? A dad named Joe in Louisville transformed his backyard into a McDonald land. Katie ate at McDonald's uh, at three. They ate like five days a week when they were kids, when she, when her parents were growing up. Mm-hmm. And so dad created a McDonald land or yard with two carousels, three officer Big Macs, a McDonald's sign and a rare <laughs> restaurant themed train. His granddaughter, Allie, just loves it. He would spend any kind of money just to see people smile. His whole idea was to have the family come here and be together. Yeah, so it is quite the attraction. I can see the grandkids loving that place. Oh, they're loving it. I didn't right. realize I was doing that. That's cool. Okay, I got a question for you. Do you embrace the napping lifestyle? Are you like, oh, yeah love a good nap or you're like, no, no, I couldn't possibly nap. Well, when I tell you this, you're going to want to nap every day. Do you like a good nap? Maybe Sunday afternoons after church. Maybe it's more of a daily routine. I think our producer Griffin's really good about napping. Mm Cav, are you pretty good about napping? I try to get some naps. It's usually if I'm tired. Like, yeah, I got one yesterday. Well, um, this is pretty cool. Um, You'll never feel, those of you, I know you and Griff don't, But those of you who ever feel guilty for taking a nap, you'll never feel guilty again because get this, they just did some new research and they found out that people who nap have bigger brains. (laughs) Isn't that wild? Is that a good thing? Uh, It's good. It's good. Our brains shrink as we get older, but they found uh, taking short naps when you feel like you need them could help prevent it. And they said Napper's brains were a little bit bigger, about the equivalent of two and a half to six and a half years worth of shrinkage. <laughs> and uh, here is, so have this they, is really good have news. Have they factored in, though, the, the, what I'll call the X factor, the number of kids you have? Yeah, about <laughs> that, your brain shrinking. That will make it shrink even faster and further. I will tell you this. There is a downside to this whole story, because at first I was like, okay. man, I need to join Kevin and Griff and start napping yes, more did. often. Yeah. Oh, I used to it. like a 20-minute power nap, and now I don't like it. I feel like I feel worse. But get this. You can't nap too long. 15 minutes, they say, is enough. That's it? You're barely getting settled in. I always have questions about that. Now, what do they mean? But do they mean 15 minutes of actual sleep time? Because some people, it'll take you 15 minutes to fall asleep. Yeah, right. that's true. So therefore, you should set your alarm for about 30, 35 minutes. Yeah. They say (laughs) if you nap too long and too often, it could be a sign that you have dementia. (laughs) (laughs) Or that you're just like, you watch the news and you're like, you know what? Go on without me. (laughs) I'm good. I had a date night last night and something happened during the date that was my dream come true Mm -hmm. and my husband's worst nightmare. Uh I'll tell you what happened in just a minute. 
So my husband and I had a date last night. We went to a baseball game mm-hmm. and something happened at the game that was absolutely my dream come true mm-hmm. and my husband's worst nightmare. We made it on the hug cam. I wish it was the kiss cam, I was say, but it was the, hug, the cam. hug cam. They created the hug cam, I think, during the pandemic because like if you're sitting next to like I don't know. Like, Would you, you kiss just, a stranger on the kiss cam? No. <laughs> no. Sometimes I'll try to get two people who'll be like, no, we don't belong together. Or I've seen a lady mouth. That's my brother. <laughs> <laughs> Which is but, funny. I bet they I bet they had some complaints about the yeah, kiss cam. Maybe. I mean, this. I think that, others know other games. They'll do the kiss cam. It just last night happened to be the hug. Here's cam. what I'll say. Kiss cam. Please ask for consent. first. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I know how we ended up on it. Because you guys are adorable. No, here's what happened. As soon as I knew it was time for the hug cam, Mm -hmm. I like very dramatically started kind of hugging my husband. And he was just like rolling his eyes. He's like, stop. You know, I don't want to be on there. I don't want to be on the Jumbotron. And I was like, come on, it's the hug cam. And so then I was like, okay, I better let go because they might think like he looks too annoyed. And then they all of a sudden they I Boom. glanced up and there we were and I like gave a big hug and, and I was like we were on the screen and then some li- some of our Kevin and Taylor listeners saw it and they mm-hmm. they DM'd me about it. What I want to know is 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 your other half like me or like Glenn? Would it be their dream come true to be on the jumbotron or their worst nightmare? All right, we've got Anthony on the line. We're talking about the kiss cam or the hug cam. Now, Anthony, how old are you? Ten years old. You're ten years old. Okay, ten year old Anthony sitting there with mom and dad. And they get on the kiss cam. Are you like, ew? Are you like, yay, that's my mom and dad? Uh, I'd be like, yay, that's my mom and dad. You'd be like, ooh, that's my mom. you do both. Ooh, that's my mom and dad. <laughs> Mixed emotions. Yes. <laughs> I've never done this before in my entire life, but uh, and this is pretty expensive and elaborate, but I'm thinking about going to see a new kid movie that's out. That I'm not, I don't even, I've never even seen a trailer for it. Okay. Um, but I want to see the short that airs before it. And it is uh, from one of my favorite all-time movies, Up. And um, that movie makes me cry so hard. There's a lot of parallels to Carl and Ellie's relationship with me and Glenn. And um, there's a brand new short film coming out called Carl's Date. And he's there with his dog, Doug, Doug the dog. Mm-hmm. And he decides he's going to finally step out there and go on a date, you know, because Ellie's been in heaven for so many years. Oh, no, and no. Doug helps him because he doesn't know how to date. So Doug <laughs> gives him advice and, and g- helps him find this new lease on life. And I cannot wait to see this. I love that movie so much. Mm. Now, see, it goes back to that discussion we were having the other day. Some people think like, Old widow seeking new romance is romantic. My mm-hmm. wife is like, oh no, no, no. You know no. what I never asked you that day Absolutely when, we, when we talked about that on the show? Like yeah. you were very clear that Tracy's like, I will haunt you if you get remarried <laughs> yes. and the whole deal. How do you feel about what if you passed away tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Would you be cool with her getting remarried? Mm, I honestly I can't contextualize that. That doesn't li- that does can't even occupy my imagination. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. She's, I'm the one for her. She's the one for me. That's it. 
Well, I mean, that's that's of course that's how it is now, but no, it's that's till it. death. And I'm not saying there's anything part. wrong with other like you, I don't think there's anything wrong with other people doing that, but mm-hmm. for me, no, that's it. Yeah, Glenn and I are opposites. I'm like so fine with him remarrying if I got hit by a truck today, mm-hmm. but he is like there's no way I would get remarried. He says that about himself. Funny the violent way you see yourself. Oh, well, you know. Oh, you what mean, I mean otherwise like, the chances of you dying? Life is but okay. a vapor. I yeah. got you. All right. What's the quirkiest thing your dad says, and you just roll your eyes like, "Dad, you just said that." Coming up, some of the most common dadisms. Hey, what's that quirky phrase your dad used over and over when you were growing up? Oh, man. They came a up. Million of yes. Them. They came with a list of the most common dadisms. So see if your dad or your husband uses some of these. Are you working hard or hardly working? <laughs> if you say, man, I'm hungry, dad says, Hi, hungry. I'm dad. Um, <laughs> Kevin, you totally do this, Mr. Dad of four. I'm not sleeping. I'm just resting my eyes. Resting my eyes. Um, and then the number one dadism, if your friends all jumped off a bridge, would you? <laughs> now, there are a bunch more that I can give in a minute, but it'd be fun to hear from you. And then, Kev, I want to hear your dad, what your dad oh did and what you do in just a minute. I've got some good. My dad's an original. My dad is an American original. I've got some from him that are just so good. And, I, if, I, and I use them. Awesome. And I if you them. want to share yours, too. Give us a call. Hey, Dean, we're uh, talking about phrases that our dads used. What's your favorite dadism? I don't know if it was a favorite, but my dad always told me when I was in high school and college that I had champagne taste and a beer income. <laughs> and uh, he was right, frankly. All right, I got some with my dad. He used to say, uh, you're in the right church, but the wrong pew. Yeah, yeah, I heard that one. Hey, Cynthia, we're talking about our favorite dadisms. Like, my dad liked this one, money doesn't grow on trees. So how about you? Which one did your dad do all the time? My dad used to always tell me, can't, never could do nothing it didn't want to. (laughs) Man, that's a tongue twister. Okay, it's an English teacher's nightmare. (laughs) But uh, I guess a philosophy teacher's uh, dream come true. (laughs) AJ, it's Kevin and Taylor. So you have a, a phrase that your dad uses that you wanted to let us know about? Yes. Yeah, let's hear it, buddy. He always says, hold your horses. <laughs> hold your, <laughs> hold horses. your horses. Hold your horses. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> All right, AJ. Yeah. Thanks for calling, buddy. All right, Laura, we'd love to hear your favorite dadism. So I realized he didn't just teach me. He individually taught all of my children I didn't have the nerves to teach my kids to drive, so my dad taught the kids each individually for me and realized we were all together um, not too long ago, and they said, hey, y'all remember when, when Pop-Pop, did he teach y'all this? He taught us, and it was a, a chorus of yeses. He taught us all, never outdrive your ability to control your vehicle. Mm, man, Ooh, that's, that's a good, a good life one. lesson right yeah. there. <laughs> you know what another one of the top dadisms were, um, Laura and Kev? This one you say, I think, Kev, all the time. We're not lost. We're just taking the scenic route. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then uh, what's the plan, Stan? Back in my oh, definitely, day. Definitely that one. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Well, I do the back in my day, but I always preface it with, I know you don't like to hear about how things were when I was a kid, but when I was a kid. <laughs> you know what's obvious one we're all missing? I don't know. Ask your mother. Ah, there you go. <laughs> You ever wonder why some kids give up napping so much younger than other kids? Hmm. Turns out it's all about the brain. When small kids nap, their brains are hard at work processing memories and learning. 
they focus on the hippocampus, the part of the brain that's like a storage room for memories before they get moved to a more permanent place. Well, as children grow and their brains develop, the their hippocampus becomes more efficient, meaning their bucket gets bigger, and that allows them to store more memories throughout the day. And they no longer need that nap to make room for new info. <laughs> Their bucket gets so <laughs> if your kid gives up napping instead of being frustrated, like, ah, why won't they nap anymore? You can just be like, yep, my kid's hippocampus is mature. I like the his so bu- bucket is bigger, better. <laughs> I'll, remember, <laughs> I'll remember that. <laughs> I won't remember a hippocampus. Do you believe the customer is always right? Coming up, check this out. Hey, do you believe the customer is always right? <laughs> <laughs> Restaurant workers are sharing the the oddest requests they've ever received from a customer. So here are a couple of examples. One guy worked at a restaurant in Hawaii, and a customer asked him to book a shark adventure tour for him. It has nothing to do with him being a waiter. <laughs> but he took the guy's credit card, booked it, and the customer gave him a $250 tip. Wow. Who's uh, the shark now? <laughs> yeah. Second, a waiter at Chili's had a couple ask him to do a gender reveal for them. <laughs> and a third crazy customer request, everyone uh, asking for ranch dressing. I'm talking ranch for a $60 steak, ranch dressing for spaghetti, you name it. Yeah. They want ranch on the side. That was a joke in that. Oh, what was that movie um, where uh, Russell Crowe was in it? And long story, but he he's he's waiting tables in France. And there's a couple that keeps asking for ranch with everything. Mm-hmm. And they make the couple leave. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> like This restaurant is not for you. <laughs> Taylor, are you on one of those like uh, next door or one of those chats, like neighborhood chat things where they have a whole bunch of neighborhoods? Well, you know, you can come by like, hey, what's the deal with our landscaper? Or, well, what's up with the HOA? You know? I avoid it at all costs, okay. even the, Facebook, because I don't want to hear the negativity. <laughs> I have a question. I would like to get everybody's thoughts on, okay. is it okay to publicly shame people on these next door type places? Let's uh, let's talk about that next. I wanted to talk about something that, I don't know, it bugs me when I see this. I'm talking about on those next door. There's like a bunch of those different platforms where people chat about neighborhood stuff. And I think they were originally supposed to be for, Hey, I need to get my rain gutters cleared. Anybody got a good guy I can call, right? It was supposed to be like neighbors helping neighbors, but I mean, those, they, they go political, all kinds of stuff and people are just arguing. But the, here's the one post that I'm wondering, are my wife and I, the only two people on the planet that don't think it's okay. And it's public shaming of young drivers. Oh, somebody posted huh. and I've seen a post similar to this over and over again. Somebody posted and it was the back of a car license tag, like the bumper sticker, everything. You could see Ooh, everything. That's not good. And she's like, with the parents of this teenage driver of a, I don't know, Mitsubishi, 2010 Mitsubishi, gray Mitsubishi, tell her she needs to calm down, stop running stops and like listed all this stuff. Ooh. And I'm like, and I'll be totally honest. We had something similar to that happen to us with one of our kids mm-hmm. when she was first learning how to drive. Um, sounds like from the scenario that best I can tell, yeah, she was in the wrong. But the way to handle that is not by telling everyone in the neighborhood, why don't you just go knock on the door like a mature adult and say, hey, I've noticed something. And, you know, I got little kids and we might want to watch out for this. Yeah, that, yeah, to weird. me, that's acceptable. But posting it for yeah, the entire so world to see. And here's what I worry about the most is... It's usually an adult posting very publicly about 
I mean, a teeny other behind the wheel, but they're kids. Mm-hmm. Since when did it become okay yeah. for adults to treat kids that Not way? Good. It's right? so weird how, too, like I was going to say, uh, uh, people are willing to do that publicly on a platform. Mm-hmm. But they're so scared of confrontation. They, like you said, they won't knock on the door right. and go, "Hey, you might want to have a conversation, talk because with you your teen." In this scenario with one of my kids, I totally agreed with them. Mm-hmm. Like, absolutely mortified that they did it in a public fashion. The behavior, yeah, absolutely. If they're doing that, that needs to be corrected. Thanks for letting us know. But <laughs> instead, it was like let the entire world, except the parents, know. And it was just you know. So anyhow, I I, I just saw it came up. Again, somebody did it again. Not my kid. Somebody else's. Somebody else's kid. And I'm bringing. I took a screenshot of it. Yeah. Well, the parents of the daughter driving this blankety blank car that blew through three stop signs, and it, you know they go on and on and on to just tear this kid apart. So anyhow, I'm just wondering from you guys, do you think that's okay? Because sometimes I'm surprised. We'll mention stuff like this, and some people are like, "Well, the more important thing is that they stop driving like that." So what do you think when you hear this? Is it okay or is that way out of bounds? Hey, Allison, it's Kevin and Taylor. So you heard Kev's frustration with people posting on Nextdoor about teenage drivers? I did. And I wanted wanted to say, so a lot of times, I know in my neighborhood, I see this quite a bit. And by the way, not always teenage drivers. It's uh, a lot of adults as well. So I personally don't post things. I'm not even actually on a lot of social media. But I think the problem probably is they don't know who the car belongs to. And they don't know. I know in my neighborhood a lot of people now use as a cut through because Waze and, you know, some other apps lead them through our neighborhood where they probably wouldn't have gone through there before. Gotcha. And so it's maybe a situation where they have no idea who the car belongs to. So after seeing it a few times, they decide, you know, hey, I'm going to go public. So should they rip a kid down like that? Absolutely not. We were those kids a while back. and <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, Probably not that long ago, but either way, I think that, you know, maybe they've gotten to the point where it's like, hey, it's such a safety issue now. I, I do want to publicly post it and have no idea who this car belongs to. This is your guarantee to put you in a good mood story of the day. If you were to live to be 100 years old, how would you want to celebrate? Dr. Robert Moore lives in San Jose, California. He has three kids, five grandkids, and his daughter Allison figured because her dad loves dogs so much, they would celebrate with a dog parade. So she hopped on that app next door and asked her neighbors to dress up their dogs and come on by. She figured maybe 20 dogs would be there. Nope. Word got out about Robert's 100th birthday and 200 dogs showed up. (laughs) He's known as the dog whisperer and he knew every breed. This is probably the biggest thing that's happened in our family. That's given us the most joy. Most of the people who showed up were strangers and just wanted to make his day. In fact, one lady, her dog went to heaven so she brought a wagon with a stuffed dog in it and a big <laughs> sign with all these dogs on it that said, Happy Aww. Birthday, Robert. Aww. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> that is cool. Are you single and thinking about creating one of those dating profiles? Coming up, this is the number one red flag and the biggest mistake you can make. Hey, are you single and thinking about creating one of those online dating profiles? The first step to trying to meet someone can be kind of scary, right? Well, this may help. 
This is the number one mistake people make when creating a dating profile and the biggest red flag, and it is negativity. Hmm. Hanging out with someone with a cynical mindset is exhausting. No relationship is going to be good with someone who's stuck in a negative state of mind, and you're just setting yourself up for heartache if you try to connect with someone like that. So as you're scrolling through, and I forget which one you swipe right or left, I, I don't know, um, but whatever it is, the one where you swipe and you're like, nope, nope, not for me. Do that with all the negative profile profiles. If they seem like a negative human, mm. you don't want to you don't want to go there. Is um, deleting other human beings in and of itself a negative behavior? <laughs> no, you're just I mean, you would tell any of your three daughters to be super choosy when choosing the person they're going to spend the rest of their lives with. So if, it's just yeah. being it's being making I got you. making good choices. So that's my, all. my wife and I, we will be celebrating 35 years of marriage in October. And uh, we say all the time, don't know how people date nowadays. Mm-hmm. How do they do it? That would that Internet dating, the swiping left, swiping right. That would freak me out to no end. Uh, we should talk about that. Are you in that world? Is that your world where, you know, you're hoping to meet somebody and it's really hard nowadays? And is it? Tell us, how hard is it? We would love to hear from you if you're trying to navigate the dating world. If you're single and you're doing that online dating thing, how's it going? What are some of the frustrations? We'd love to hear from you. Hey, Kara. So how about you? Are you on one of those dating apps or websites? I am single and I've been thinking about it, but I'm very, like, weary of it. Really freaks me out. Heard a lot of different stories going different ways, and I really just want to see somebody. Meet the old-fashioned way, yeah. That's tough. It almost doesn't even seem old-fashioned, you know? It just seems like the real way. (laughs) Yes, the right way. (laughs) You're right. I don't know. Then the thing is, when you meet people in real life, a lot of people don't wear wedding rings that are married. And it's very drained. Like, you know, I'll be like, maybe, like, you know, I'll get a little flitter or something. Maybe Maybe that's somebody God's got planned for me. And then, you know, I'll maybe do some hunting, you know, through connections. And I'll find out, oh, no, he's married, been married 20 years. And I'm like, what the heck? Yeah, I wonder why they do that. it's, It's really hard. Yeah. I don't know. I've been thinking about getting a whole bunch of rings and keeping them in my car. And like, if people are married, I'll be like, here, can you just put this on? (laughs) You're making my life complicated by not wearing your ring. (laughs) So before we get too down on this whole uh, online dating and, you know, sites where you meet people and stuff, I think we both have examples in our our families and our lives of people who've been successful with it. Like my wife and I, we just we went out last night with uh, two of our, our best friends, Marsha and Eric. And uh, and that's how they met. They met online and yeah. and they said they they were chatting through this site. I don't really know how they work. I think it was for like three months. Oh, wow. Before, before they, they ever saw met each up because they really they both, I think, had gotten really good at looking for red flags. Yeah. And we're looking, you know, like trying to make sure there were no red flags. Um, and there weren't any online. I think now that they know each other, they they see red flags. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But any anybody that's, you know, dated for a while is. Well, uh, I think we'll say once you get to know somebody, yeah. sure, you see some other stuff. But no, they've been successful and they're engaged. They're getting married and stuff. And Both of my twin sisters yeah. met in, uh, they met over, it, this is before social media. So they it was a their computer husbands, lab right? at University of Florida. And now they're both happily married for many, many years. And um, my brother-in-law was telling us the story just recently 
about how he figured out to, I don't know how, I don't speak computer, but he was chatting with this woman and then he figured out how to go f- see what chair she's sitting in. So he did a Oh, because a he knew by. she was in the room? Yeah, yeah. Oh. And he was like, ooh, <laughs> I likey what I see. And then he ended up marrying her, my sister Rhoda. Today on the Geeky Dating Game, <laughs> <laughs> let's see if our IT guy can narrow down. Hey, who in the chat it worked room it for is. him. It was success. <laughs>